Hello and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we will be discussing spoilers as usual, so here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And let's start by asking, what is new to you, Alex? So much. <laughs> yeah, we've both been pretty busy. Uh, yeah, I've, like, so I'm moving. Yeah, which, yeah. Moving, which I'm doing uh... really, yeah, I'm moving from my parents' house to my sister's house. Okay, well, that's fun. And it's not, I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know I, if anybody's good at moving. Well, A, it's a million degrees out. Oh, my God. How B, hot is like, it up there? Um, I think, let me check right now. It was 96 last time I checked. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's still nine, uh, yeah, still 96 unless it's still updating. Uh, but the high today keeps going down, so the high is supposed to be 100. Um, <sighs> but... So I've I've only moved some clothes and a couple of things from the garage. Like I haven't even moved my my bed is everything is still here. And it's like I just want to be moved already. Yeah, I moving is absolutely the worst thing. Like I've moved a couple of times in the last couple of years and it is always terrible. Well, and like I I mean I have some people that have offered to help, but I really don't want to bug anybody. And <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just like I'm I'm so far north of most people. Yeah. That it, you know, it's just sort of out of the way and I have the vehicle anyway, at my dad's truck, but like he can't really okay. help me um because he gets off of work and it's just been too hot, so it's we'll get it done. It's just going to be little by little and That's night. how I always do it. I'm really like <laughs> except for like moving up to school or like back home from school, like Every time I've moved, it's just been a really awful, gradual process. Yeah. Um, and then, also this past weekend, I went to a friend from college's uh, uh, bachelorette party, and we went on a yacht. I saw the pictures! That looks like so much fun! It was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> like, there's nothing better than being on a yacht, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love being on a boat. I have to imagine on a yacht, it's like a whole other level. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just going to give you the rundown on this yacht. So, it what it's not brand spanking new. I mean, obviously, like the person that that owned it um they're 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 well off, but they're not like super duper rich or anything. Mm. Um but so it's it was like a lot of 80s inspired decor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> um, but for the most part, like, only a couple things were really, like, garish. But most of it was just sort of, you know, nice. Um, but it, it's 70 feet. Okay, yeah, that's pretty big. Three bedrooms. Dang. Yeah, two of the bedrooms had, like, uh, queens, I think, in them. And then one of them had two singles, but they were, like, half of a single. They were so small. Um, oh yeah, and then, boat bed. And then there were, right. And then there were also two there was like a, a bunk bed in the engine room that I was too afraid to go down into. <laughs> oh, I'm man, too that tall. I would so be fun. like yeah, it was like claustrophobic because that's where like the laundry and stuff was and the engine. <laughs> but yeah, and then like three levels or actually, I don't know. There there's like half levels too, so it's sort of confusing. But oh, okay. it was great. Yeah. Boats the only weird. thing it was the only thing it was missing was when we were out on the water we were um on Lake Union I think in Seattle. Oh. Um there was another yacht that had an inflatable slide from the top deck. Oh man. So I was like and none of us brought our swimsuits for some stupid reason. <laughs> so we couldn't act, we couldn't go hijack the 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 slide. Yeah, last uh <laughs> Last summer, um, for my dad's uh, 50th birthday, we rented a houseboat for, like, us and his whole family, um, and, yeah, it had a slide on it, but I did not go down it. I'm not much for natural bodies of water, though. Oh, yeah. They're, they like, can be kind of freaky. Yeah, I have a thing about fish, and, yeah, yeah we were in Lake Shasta, and I was just like, mm, nah, I'm gonna stay on the boat. That's okay, guys. But it was really fun. Yeah. 
What have you been up to? Oh my gosh. Um, so I had a super duper duper fun weekend because uh, an internet friend from Arizona has been on a road trip um, mm-hmm. and she passed through Oregon and stayed with us for like three nights. And that was really, really fun to like have her over and like get to hang out with her in person. Uh huh. And boy, did we have a jam packed weekend. Of course, we had to take her up to Portland for a day. Right. You know, mm-hmm. show her the show her the things that you do in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then, uh, and uh, the same day we went to. Um, have you ever been to Horsetail Falls? I don't think I've been there. Is it over towards the gorge? It's, it's in the gorge. It's like down the road from Multnomah Falls. Okay. Uh, we were going to go to Multnomah Falls. We drove past it, but the exit was actually closed because it was so crowded. Like, the lot was full. Whoa. No more people get to go to Multnomah Falls right now. So we were like, mmm, <laughs> change your plans. Well, um, there's, so there's we... like, so many different falls there that you can usually find one. And honestly, this worked out for the best. Because, like, Multnomah Falls is super cool, but, like, you see it and then you've seen it. Uh, and so we drove by and she saw it. Uh, but we went up the road a little bit to Horsetail Falls, and that one's really cool to hike up. It's not as tall as Multnomah Falls, but up behind it, there's a smaller waterfall with, like, this cool cave behind it that you can, like, uh-huh. walk back into, and it's really neat. And so it was honestly, like, more sort of fun and a cool thing for her to see. You know, mm-hmm. we'd like to get to, like, actually walk up to it and go into the cave behind the falls and stuff. So it worked out for the best, honestly, and I think the hike up Horsetail is shorter than uh, Multnomah yeah. Falls, which is, was... Is, horse, is Horsetail the one there's, like, a little um, old-fashioned, like, water tower, but it's not really tall, it's just sort of like a silo? No, that's not there. Okay. I'm thinking of a different one, then. There's a lot of I went falls to one in, in like the, I went to one in the dead of winter, and it was oh, just wow. awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the gorge is, is awesome. Lots of, yeah, she was shocked to see the Columbia River... Like being, <laughs> being from Arizona, she's like, "That's a river." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You're sure that's not a lake?" Yeah, it's a river. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it is the second largest in in the country, so it's it's not like most people, unless they live by the Mississippi, they don't get to see one that big. Yeah, so she was pretty impressed by that. Um, we saw some bald eagles driving down nice. the uh, gorge. Um, but the most fun thing, probably, that we did all weekend was we started playing Apocalypse World. What's that? It is the most fun friggin' like pen and paper RPG ever. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a really great system because it's uh, a lot simpler than a lot of other ones like Pathfinder and D and D. Yeah. Basically everything you do uh, by rolling two d six. You don't have to worry about all these other dice. You have to. It's just two d six. What happened? Yeah. And then you just add whatever you know stat you have to that. So it's very very simple, and it's mostly role playing focused. And it takes place in sort of a Mad Max like post apocalypse oh, cool. type place. Um, uh-huh. And it's and it's really cool because you're not supposed to really prepare beforehand. It's it's very character driven. Which makes yeah. it easier for the GM, or they call it the MC, and that's mm-hmm. my job. So I, <laughs> I really appreciate that it's a much easier job than with some other games. And it's so cool, though. It's a lot it's, of fun. It's probably a lot easier for newcomers to that genre too. It's yeah, it's a great oh. sort of entry point RPG, for pen and paper RPGs, RPGs cuz it's just a lot less to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone just picks their sort of character archetype. They're basically like classes, um, but they're really fun and interesting. Uh, Dylan, my brother, is playing a character called the Faceless. Um, basically, <laughs> the Faceless is this usually like a big brute type person, but they always wear a mask, and they're never, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever seen without their mask on. And it's up to the player to decide, like, why that is, what's under there, you know, what's going on with this whole mask situation. Um, And there Uh are really interesting scenarios for, like, if somebody does see them with their mask off. That, okay, okay. 
So, the new Rick and Morty just premiered, and that sounds a lot like that new episode of Rick and Morty. Really? I haven't watched it yet. But that's Basically, funny. it's in a Mad Max sort of ripoff, <laughs> and Summer falls in love with this big British guy who has a helmet on his head, and she's surprised by what's underneath it. That's so funny. I wonder if, like, Justin Roiland has played Apocalypse World or something. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. Uh, but Will is playing... Uh, the hard holder, who's like, uh, he's like the guy with the base, like he's the, you know, the man with the, with the fortress, uh, you know, the sort of mayor, <laughs> if you will, um, and that's pretty fun. It, it introduces some interesting challenges, as far as you know what the game can do, because basically he's sort of made himself like the boss of the of the group, because he's the guy in charge of the of the stuff and the place. Uh, but my the uh, my friend Miranda, she is playing a character who I forget the name of the archetype, but basically it's someone who's been who was like cryogenically frozen before the apocalypse and has just woken up and is like, oh, oh no. so Fry from Futurama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except what if Fry woke up in Mad Max? Yeah, <laughs> and so it's really traumatic and terrible. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun though. Like it's really yeah. causing me to like flex my writer brain because I have to yeah. think on the fly and just sort of come up with characters and situations and stuff. I was really rather proud of myself. Um, I was rolling with something that, that Dylan threw in there where he like decided that they saw some strange vehicles on the horizon. They didn't know who these f people were. Um, and so I was like, okay, 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 vehicles, what can I do with that? What can I do with that? And I ended up doing this, I was super duper proud. Um, they end up, uh, you know, just deciding to proceed on past, um, this car that's still sitting there. And then they hear like screaming coming from in the car and they're, all they can see mm -hmm. is just like one dead guy in the driver's seat and there's like nobody else. And so like, what's going on? Ah, somebody's in the trunk and they pop the trunk open and there's a tiny girl in there. <laughs> And they're like, what is going on? Dead guy in a car with a baby in the trunk. Oh, no. What do we do? And so that was really fun to just sort of come up with that kind of thing on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that sounds game. like a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I remember hearing, I think it was um, that Will Wheaton YouTube show. Oh, Geek and Sundry or whatever. It's on that channel, but yeah. it's that like tabletop. Game. Oh, I think that's what it's called. I think it's called Tabletop. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was one, it was a really short one, and it was like a like a thriller. Hmm. And I think instead of dice, you played with Jenga. What? <laughs> and like, so like the further you go on, like everything's tense, and it's tense because if you knock over the Jenga tower, like something horrible happens. Hmm. Yeah. And it was like set in like the Grand Canyon or something. I don't know. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love it. We also played some uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, that one's Which was a so lot of fun. fun. Yeah, actually, uh, my friend had never played it and she was super stoked. She loved it a lot. Well, that one's really easy to play. It's so easy to pick up and it's just so entertaining. And it's like, how many different scenarios are there? Like 50. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. Yeah, we got a crazy one where a dragon showed up. Well, I remember the last one I played with y'all was like the Ouroboros. It was oh, like geez. something, and it was like, oh my, like we we were like ch being chased by this phantom snake that's eating the world. <laughs> there's some wild stuff. and then there's stuff like I'm a cannibal and I've locked people in the house and I'm eating them and you yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like okay yeah straightforward horror plot but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you get some really out there stuff there's a For Dorian sure. Gray type one oh, nice. very interesting stuff there's a lot <laughs> yeah that's what I did that's what I've been doing it's a lot of fun oh I do want to talk about something yeah Um. so I, I don't know. I'm really interested in, in explaining to people, like, the whole publishing process that I'm going through. Cause oh, I think yeah. Nobody ever really talks about it, especially especially not about poetry, because nobody talks <laughs> about poetry in general. Um, but, so I just finished the round one edit for my poetry chapbook. Hmm. And I heard, sort of rushed through it because I was, like, 
I don't know, really enjoying changing things up. Okay. And I don't know, it was just it it it's it's tough because you have to like go back into the mindset of when you wrote that thing and then sort of like elaborate even yeah, if you're like I, but but I'm not feeling that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine with something like poetry, it's a lot harder to edit than say like prose. Yeah. Well, cuz prose like you can always just like explain more. Yeah, or, I mean or, or, or whatever, sort of like it's say, it's yeah. You know, I'm writing a novel and it's, you know, it's not really about like f- my own feelings or thoughts. Yeah, like right. it's just a story <laughs> I came up with. So I could just go back and say what else happened in that story that is yeah, invented you, by me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you it's more of like making sure that the reader gets it whereas poetry is like explaining myself for myself but also making it understandable for the reader. So, and yeah, and my editor has my editor has seriously been helping me. So he he gave me a ton of edits, and they just were like exactly what I needed to sort of fine tune things. That's but he was like, editors are geniuses. Uh, I so well, nice. and this is the first time I've like actually had somebody look at it with a critical eye, and it's so nice. I I bet. Um, but a lot of the wording, he was like, "This doesn't really make any sense. Can you explain it a different way?" I'm like, "Oh, well, that makes sense in my head because I have like other like mental connections." But, like, a reader would be like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so it's cool. Just, yeah, it's just been really cool and, and really exciting. And so I just submitted the first round of edits. And I'm really excited to see what, what him and some of the editors, other editors think of the changes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited for you. This sounds just like the coolest thing ever. I read it out loud one time after I finished the edits just to make sure everything was really good. And I was like... Whoa, this is like twice as good as it used to be. <laughs> oh, good. That's super exciting. Yeah, so that's that's another thing I've been working on. Well, should we talk about zombies? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, so yeah, you, you brought up that you wanted to sort of talk about zombies. We've got sort of a confluence of events here because you just finished watching iZombie. Yeah. And then, um, sadly, uh, George Romero passed away recently, and so we thought it was a good time to sort of talk about zombies and stuff. I mean, I know that everyone has already said everything about zombies, but why not us two? <laughs> right. Well, and, like, I, I, people had been telling me to watch iZombie for literal years. <laughs> and, like, people who I, I, I completely trust their opinion on shows and stuff. But I just, you know, you don't always have the, I don't know, it's not energy to start a new show, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. starting a new the, show is like a commitment. Yeah, an investment. <laughs> right, of time and like, yeah. So I, I, but then my sister was over and we were watching the kids and she just puts on iZombie season three and like, I'd go through, like, five episodes with her, even though I hadn't seen any of it before, and I was like, this is so good! (laughs) (laughs) So when she left, I, like, went through and watched the whole series. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, I I haven't watched it. I'm sort of familiar with the premise, where she's, like, a forensic scientist who becomes a zombie. um, It starts off, she's, like, an aspiring doctor. She's, like, super go-get-em, but kind of, like, a perfectionist. Okay, Um, type A, sort of. Yes, exactly. She's engaged to this guy who's named, uh, oh god, I'm totally blanking on his name, uh, Major, which is, like, kind of silly, <laughs> and they make jokes about it totally, but it, he's, like, the best person, uh, his character is. Um, <laughs> but basically, she goes to this party at his, uh, request. He wasn't there, but he's just like, oh, go have some fun. Um, but basically, all hell breaks up, breaks loose, and zombies attack at the party, and, like, she wakes up in a body bag the next morning, and she's a zombie. Okay, yeah. And then she, like, becomes uh, basically, like, a detective. Like, she can solve murders by eating murder victims' brains. Yeah, so it's a little bit like pushing daisies. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she decides to be, uh, to go work for the morgue because she has the, she's, you know, has the, she's a doctor, so she can. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's almost a doctor, so she can. And so she knows her way around the body, but also she needs a way to get brains without hurting people. So yeah. she decides there. 
and yeah, and the side effect of, of eating the brains is you get memories and, and, and visions from the person's life. And so she find, usually gets some sort of trigger and she uses those triggers to help the police solve the murders, which she, she just says they're like psychic visions because obviously yeah. she can't tell them she's a zombie. Yes, the psychic, much uh, much more plausible. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> maybe, maybe not more plausible, but definitely more um, less frightening. More, yeah, more reasonable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That reminds me also a little bit of warm bodies. Yeah, yeah. Because eating the brain, like, makes him know things about the guy's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of similar to that, which I don't, I want, I'm really curious as to what the origin of that is. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen powers. it in anything before. It might be sort of very similar. It might be like these these newer shows where it's sort of like a Twilight view of supernatural creatures. Where yeah, you know, well, I would I would even compare it more to um, like Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles, the sort of first wave of like, what if this monster isn't a monster? Yeah, yeah. Well, any 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 sort of example of taking the horror and making it a little less horrifying. Yeah, what if the monster is a person? Yeah. And that's that's really the whole show is like... Well, not the whole show. That's very funny and very cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you know, these these zombies are just trying to live like normal people. Like, at least for the first two seasons, they don't really necessarily have, like, a huge agenda. Um, yeah. I mean, they just kind of don't want to hurt people, most of them, so... Yeah, I, I find that through. sort of uh, tendency really interesting when, you know, we've, at, we've reached the point of saturation with a concept where we have to start, like, mutating it. Yeah. You know, like, we've gotten so much, like, straight-faced zombie stuff that, like, we just can't take any more of it. <laughs> we we <laughs> need the other stuff now. We're done. Like, it's it's a shock to me, like how long Walking Dead has lasted, considering. I I was on the Walking Dead train for a little while. My mom got me into it, and we would watch it together, but I don't know. I watched know, the first season, and I just didn't feel like watching anymore. It gets way better. Uh, Does it? But, then, but then, it gets, then it gets not as great. I don't know. Huh. I just, I don't know. You get tired of the same characters, and sure, some of them die, but. Yeah. I mean, frankly, like, I'm kind of tired of zombies, so. <laughs> Right? Why can't it just be, like, a family drama show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but really, like, you know, just this sort of, like, we've we've definitely reached that saturation point with zombies. And there's always, like, a, a, a sort of um, example of, of it being changed enough that it gets people excited. Like, I would say iZombie is a good example because, for the most part, they look like normal people. Like, their hair turns white and they get really pale. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them like spray tan, which is funny. <laughs> Just to pass. And, and dye their hair, their hair. And it's really funny because um, one of the organizations is like tracking them um, and doing that. To do that, they like track sales of hair dye and, and body uh, tanner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's really ridiculous. Um, that's, that's some cute world. You know, that's like thinking through your concept. I appreciate right? that. Right. Exactly. It's and it's funny too. Like it's not necessarily like the laugh out loud moments of the show, but it's like, oh, of course, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of humor. Yeah, uh, a sort of interesting um, version of that 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 I have read somewhat recently. Uh, do you know the manga Tokyo Ghoul? I just heard about it the other day. I, I had either see, I think I saw like a poster for it or something. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a manga which has been turned into an anime. I've not watched the show, but I read some of the manga, and it's really interesting. I mean, I, it's hard to say whether it's more uh, like a zombie thing or more like a vampire thing, because it's yeah. definitely got elements of both. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, there are these monsters called ghouls that eat human flesh. Um, they, they need it to live. And this young man sort of in this weird way becomes a half ghoul and so he he's sort of you know a little like blade he's got to yeah. you know pass back and forth <laughs> between the worlds uh but it's really interesting because it, it it's it's sort of a way i mean i had sort of viewed it as a version of 
like the vampire story without all the baggage that vampires come with. Yeah. But I definitely would compare it to zombies as well because of the sort of flesh eating aspect. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty I'm interesting. It's good. I'm I'm also thinking of the the book we did a presentation on in college. My favorite <laughs> book. Thank you so much for making me read that. That's when uh, I okay. knew we were going to be friends. <laughs> Truth time. I picked that because I didn't want to have to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked something you're like, well, I'm grateful for your laziness cuz of like so uh one bloody thing after another by uh Joey Camo of yeah, a softer oh world. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that I recommend is... this to everybody listening right now. Everybody Also, on Earth. not just zombies. Like, there's also ghosts. Ghosts and, like, a girl who can turn invisible. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, um, and, like, Though, queer coming of age. Yeah, oh, there's just a lot. And it's really, really good. It's real, and it's short. It's yes, fun and to you can read it in, a, in like, a, a sit down. <laughs> yeah, you could read it in a day in a day if you wanted to, like no problem. Yeah. And it's so charming, and you'll want to, like when you pick it it's up. It's charming, but it's it's so dark too. It's really twisted. <laughs> it's really, really, but it never gets too gruesome, and that's the interesting thing. It's dark, but it's not like. Over there are a couple the top. moments where you're like, "Holy shit, that's like." tragically it's so tragic well, like, and it's uh, what so i would say funny. what i would say is what he does is he he's like oh nobody's ever um like nobody would ever kill this thing because it's just so pure and, and revered you know what i mean <sighs> i know what part you're talking about <laughs> <sighs> but anyway the zombies in that are really cool because like they have like moving gravelly teeth that are Do sort they, like, of like grind around. Yeah, I imagine them sort of like floating or like sort of twisting in their mouths. Yeah, I, I, like yeah, I picture sort of like the oddly enough, the, you know, the sh the shark machine in James and yes! the Peach. Yes, <laughs> exactly like that. Like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yes, oh, we could do a whole episode on that movie. I love that movie so much. <laughs> but okay, and see that's the, it's funny that we were just talking about Tokyo Ghoul because I would come, I would, I mean, it, easy, it's easy to say that the the creatures in One Bloody Thing After Another are zombies, but sort of, I I would I personally see them more as being classically ghouls yeah well, zombies, they're, they're, because they're, they're not very dead. athletic too they're they're and they're alive they're just yeah. mutated yeah, they've yeah, transformed they've, they've, yeah mm -hmm. they're losing their brains and they're you know very ferocious and awful but oh they're goodness. they didn't die yeah and there's just some it's just it's really chilling and, and i don't read a lot of horror and so i was like this is sort of my first book of horror that i had re that really read and I don't know, it's just so interesting how a book can give you chills like that. Yeah, well, and, you know, being somewhat familiar with Joey Camo already, like, from a softer world, like, he wouldn't approach it like another person would, you it, know? <laughs> he, he is, uh, his mind is so, I don't know, it's so, like, to the point, that's, what I love about his writing is it's very just, like, plain speech, like, direct, mm -hmm. but it's the the what's going on is is very creative yeah it's such a smart he, and fascinating there's there's, an, there's another zombie story he has in his book um it's too late to say you're sorry or i'm sorry um it's it's my favorite book of his it's a collection of short stories and there's one where their grandma starts changing Ooh. and it's her like 90th birthday or something um or but you assume it's the grandma but i think it turns out to be the mom or anyway it's really like surprising and 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 weird so but yeah he's he's really good at he he loves horror i he, do too <laughs> he has another he has another book um the first he 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 released it as a as a sort of independently as um bible camp bloodbath <laughs> oh yeah i think you've mentioned that <laughs> yeah um but then he he republished it into um Oh, I don't remember what it's called. I haven't finished it because it's it's basically the same story, but just a little a little more in it. So I it was harder to read it because um, I'd already read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to read more of his stuff. He he just he has a new book coming out in September, but it's it's Ooh. very like techy and and sort of. Interesting. I don't know, he, he's he's a very interesting character for sure. Yeah. Um. This is sort of reminding me. Have you ever read any 
um, comics by Emily Carroll. No, uh, I don't she's got a book yeah. out called Through the Woods. Um, she's mm-hmm. mostly a web cartoonist, but she she made she like sort of published a book a couple of years ago, and it is one of my favorite comics ever. She does the most fascinating horror stories I've ever read, um, mm-hmm. and her art is just really haunting. Uh, she's got some sort of zombie adjacent stuff in there as well. Uh, this real my favorite one, I think it's called His Face All Red. And this mm-hmm. the the story begins with this uh young man basically talking he's like he lives in this village and he's saying basically like, you know, everyone's really excited when my, you know, brother says he's gonna go and kill, find the monster that's been, you know, attacking our, our village, but I know that that's not my brother. Um, and oh, like, mm-hmm. Oh, and it's really, 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 really good. Uh, and yeah, there's a couple of sort of zombie-adjacent things in there, but just it just sort of reminded me, because um, I see a lot of similarity in the yeah. way that Emily Carroll approaches horror. This sort of, like, bizarre, dream-like... The horror, where the horror isn't necessarily the monster, it's, like... The, the sort of like twisted relationship between and it's a, like an atmosphere yeah and and sort of you know they don't rely on sort of popular understood versions of monsters they sort of have their own monsters yeah mm-hmm. yeah i recommend reading some emily carroll it's some spooky well, I'm stuff look, i'm looking it. at the at the book on amazon right now it looks beautiful and i'm like maybe when i have some more money actually it's really cheap well, the thing is, most of the stories in that book you can actually read on her website for free. Oh. And I kind of recommend it for some of them because the cool thing about her web cartoons is that um, she uses the format of a web page in a really cool way. Like, she uses the space and the options afforded by a website um, yeah. to sort of tell a story in an interesting visual way. And she had to obviously change that kind of formatting for the book. Um, and it's great to have the book. I love it, and I would recommend it to anybody. But the stories that are in the book that are online, I kind of recommend reading online first. A Softer World had, a, had something similar where if you would hover over the comic image, it would uh, bring up a tooltip that had a subtitle. Yeah, the mouse hovers. XKCD does the same thing. A lot of yeah. comics do that. I love it. Yeah. And that's always like, especially with A Softer World where they're so short, mm-hmm. like yeah. having having that extra little bit is really cool. Yeah, sort of a context or a, yeah, footnote. Uh, but yeah, like, there's this great bit, I won't give too much away, but where a character is, like, climbing down a hole, and so you're just scrolling down and down and oh, down and down and down. And it's so just cool. the coolest thing. It's like, because you can do that. You can't do that anywhere else. So it's really genius. Yeah. Unless you're, like, Jonathan Safran Foer and have, like, cutouts <laughs> and foldouts and, like, Yeah, colored, but that makes know. the book more expensive. And... Right? He, he has one book that's, like, 50 bucks. Just because he's got all these little because fiddly bits in it. Full of cutouts. And I <laughs> want to read it, but it's like, oh my goodness, how do you like... And then like, you can't get it from the library because I'm sure people have just ripped stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that, that might be a little bit of a sidebar, but absolutely check out Emily Carroll. Like, she gives me chills. I love I'm thinking of... Um, I have an anthology that I got... I think I was still in high school and I bought it. Um, I think it was Holly Black and somebody else sort of edited it mm-hmm. um and she's known for spiderwick chronicles and okay uh, some other things um and so she's very horror adjacent but the, the anthology is called uh zombies versus unicorns <laughs> and it's just like back and forth different stories from different writers about zombies or unicorns or both and i remember there's one story about zombies and it's like i think these two two boys and they're sort of in love and like, one of them is sort of changing into a zombie, and, they're like, they're just trying to find something for him to eat, and it's, like, heartbreaking and beautiful, and that one, oh, I don't wow. know, yeah. So, and it's got a really fun cover, too. It's got, like, zombies and unicorns fighting to the death in this huge, like, <laughs> yeah. I would I would definitely look look up that one. It's a little, it's I would say it's a little more young adult skewed. Um, okay. But it's it's cute, and it's fun, and it's fresh. I would say it's very fresh. There's some fresh zombie stories in there, for sure. I think another writer that I'm thinking of too, I can't think of a specific 
um, story of hers, but, um, oh, well, now I'm blanking on her name. I follow her on Twitter. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's not Holly. Uh, It might actually be Holly. I am so bad. (laughs) It's okay. I'll just type in the book name, and that might help. Magic for Beginners, which is a great title for a book. Kelly Link. Kelly, okay. Yeah, and she has, she's very, like, uh, fantasy, horror, uh, speculative fiction. Oh, Um, boy, that's a lot of uh, good things. You, you would absolutely love her. Some of her (laughs) stuff is, like, a little too highbrow even for me. Like, it's just, like, (laughs) it's just, like, so strange. Like, there's one story where it's just, like, this mini mart in this post-apocalyptic world, but the mini mart's still, like, perfectly intact, and it's just, like, what is going on? Do you think you have, like, a favorite zombie movie? Oh. Um, I've always liked Resident Evil, even though the movies themselves don't necessarily make any sense. (laughs) You know what? As video game movies go, though, they are, like, the cream of the crop. Well, because they they have their own visual uh, tone, I would say. Like... If you think about a lot of video game movies, they just try to make the the movie look like the video game. Yeah, and it doesn't work. I mean, just it doesn't work. It doesn't and like once they figured out what they were doing, they're just like, okay, Mila Jovovich runs around in a really kick-ass costume and cuts things heads off. Like, sure, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it for six movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, it... I I really loved. I think three was my favorite one, the one in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, God, it's been forever since I've seen any of those movies. I love that one. The first one's always great, too, because it's got, like, you know, the gags that started the genre, started, started, I don't know, like the, the, the grid laser, laser grid thing, and... Yeah. Yeah, so there's... It, yeah. It, 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 I don't know, the, and the zombies are, as, as far as, now they're not super original. But at the time, like, especially the time, in the video games. Yeah, because they're, they're all, like, mutiny yeah, that and, was an and, like, interesting like, super direction. gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to be, like, the pretentious hipster, because, like, I, got, I just think my favorite zombie movie is probably the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, speaking of George Romero. Um, I mean, like, and the funny thing is, it's not actually, like, I mean, it's a zombie movie, but it's not actually, because when he wrote the script, he just referred to them as ghouls. Yeah. Because at the time, zombie didn't mean that. Like, George Romero made zombies zombies um, in Day of the Dead, I believe, is the first instance of him using that word. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're not called that in Well, in if Night you think about Dead. it, if in, except for the case of the horror monster zombie, zombie, we use it as, like, I don't know, it almost seems like a, 50, a 60s, 50s sort of, like, Oh, you're such a zombie, man. Like, just, like, zonked out or something, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, because the, like, where the word actually comes from is from, like, Haitian voodoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you've which... seen any of those videos, those are kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, like, the concept was that, like, you were, like, after death made to be a slave in your own body. And so, like, you didn't get to pass on, but you didn't have, like, your own volition. And so you were yeah. just being commanded to, like do slave tasks after death and it's really horrible um and like the like the first sort of zombie film is i guess white zombie with uh bella Mm -hmm. lugosi um but like the zombies in that are like voodoo zombies yeah which is you know sort of interesting that we've gotten away from that concept completely and (laughs) and it I don't know if it's good or bad, though. It probably isn't either, you know? Because it's not necessarily... It's not like somebody's trotting all over Haitian culture. Yeah, at least we've by, just by sort of, like, it. taken They're a just word and it. just come up with a whole other thing. And it's like, yeah, all right, is, that's not appropriative, so... Yeah, it's, it's not it's not horrible. <laughs> you know, at least they're not, you know, completely, you know, trashing the, the original culture that it came from. Yeah, I mean, especially when, you know, in White Zombie, the friggin', like, voodoo priest guy is played by Bella Lugosi, like, (laughs) I mean, and, like, the movie is very conspicuously called White Zombie. Right? (laughs) 
Exactly. So, like, like, and it takes place in Haiti, but, like, this European dude is, like, the, the zombie master. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, but, it, you know, it was the 30s. What are you gonna do? Right, I mean... Not that, not that that's an excuse, but it's kind of an excuse. It's, it's a reason. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reason, there you go. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, like, Romero sort of is the one to be credited with making zombies what we think of now. Yeah, well, and, and iZombie even credits him, because after a certain point, the zombies, if they don't eat anything, they turn into, like, feral, rabid, rotting people. Um, Again, and, very similar to Warm Bodies. Yeah, but then the other people in the show call them Romeros. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? When they, when that first happened, I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> I like it. Well, and, and you know, that's an interesting thing, too, because that is that is an explicit acknowledgement that this is a world in which zombie fiction does exist. Right? It's not like people are like, what the hell is happening? What are these walkers? What are these? <laughs> like, they're zombies, guy. They're zombies. I do love all the names they come up with for them, though. Walkers. It's... And what are the ones in uh, The Last of Us? Oh, God. Those have a really cool name, too, but I can't... I never played it, and I really want to. It's been forever, so I don't remember. Because they have a really cool... Well, because... But they're... I mean, they're zombies, but they're different, because they have the cordyceps thing going on. Oh, the cordyceps that is so... fungus. What a cool they are idea. They're so smart for doing that, right? What a cool idea! I love that. I yeah, that's a good zombie right there, because it's... They're still... <laughs> They're still what we would think of as zombies. Like, they're dead bodies. They that act are, like a zombie, yeah. That are animated, and they're doing zombie things, but it's just a twist on it. And and it's such a great, brilliant twist that I can't believe nobody did it before. Right? It's so realistic. Oh, it's so scary. It's so Cause scary. Because like, every other cause for a zombie is like, oh, it's a virus. It, what Like, yeah. viruses it's don't always... work like that. Yeah, and Whereas so that's fungus, why... funguses do work like that. Yeah, they really actually do. A real one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, and that's why I do really like um, something like Night of the Living Dead, because it does, it's just like, here they are. You don't know what's going on. You're yeah. so scared of them. I don't like an explanation for my zombies. Like, there are certain things that do come up with an explanation that I think are just very good anyway. Like, I love um, 28 Days Later. Yeah. But like the first, I, that, that, I, I enjoyed that that first movie. Yeah, like I think I a lot of a people, especially these days, a lot of people are like thinking that it's lazy to like or like cheating to not explain it, and I think it's just it just ruins it to explain it. Like, can't we just have some mystery? Can't like not everything has to have this deep, rich backstory with clues and puzzles to put. Like, I'm <laughs> sick of all of that. And this is coming from somebody who like keeps careful track of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like, we not everything has to be that. It can just be like, oh no, I just woke up from a coma and everybody's zombies. I don't know what happened and I never will. Okay, so I just I just thought of the perfect next movie to talk about. Hopefully you've oh. seen it, I don't know. The Girl with All the Gifts. I haven't. <gasps> oh my goodness. So it's on Amazon Prime. So okay. Watch for free. Um, I'm sure, I, I think I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> because I had heard of it and I hadn't seen it yet. And of course it goes on Amazon like the, the day later. Um, but basically it's this little girl and all these little kids are like locked up in this facility and they're like in cells, but then they go to school every day, but they're like hmm. locked in wheelchairs the whole time. But basically it's they're somehow only half zombie, you know, sort of like the, the thing you were talking about earlier, like they okay. they can control themselves sometimes. Okay, yeah. Um, but basically, I don't know. It, there's just so much that goes on, but it's 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 also sort of similar to The Last of Us, where it's a fungus, um, mm -hmm. and there's these like giant fungal towers in London that Ooh. are like they're filled with all these uh, seed pods that are ready to um, like spores pop open. Yeah. Um, and, but the, but they're dormant. Um, and so it's sort of like the threat looming, you know, Ooh, that like, if these, scary. if these, op if these opened, every living thing would get infected. That's a great ticking clock. Yeah. 
And it's like, but you don't even find them until like probably two thirds of the movie. It's mostly a character drama, I would say. It's very much like, there's this girl who could totally kill all these people, but she's also, like, potentially the cure. Hmm. So, yeah, well, and it's, and it's, it's just, I mean, it's based on a book, right? Yes, it's based off a book. Um, it has, um, like, Legend Among Legend. What is her name? I'm so bad with... I need, that's, I need, like, a part of my brain that collects... Uh, famous people names in that's uh, like transplant. most of my brain <laughs> <laughs> um it's got uh glenn close as the oh, scientist well i bet she's very good she's incredible and like i believe <laughs> the role in the in the book it, it's a man that plays that part or that oh. is that character so she's uh-huh. like oh she's so good and like the the little girl is really good and the, the teacher lady is really good and it's the ending might not be to everybody's taste, but other than that, it's completely excellent. Well, and it, I'll definitely have to check it out. The zombies are are not the freshest zombies. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in both ways, they're not the freshest zombies. Um, <laughs> but there, there's some interesting things, and 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 it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's very interesting, and it's again, it's it's more about the characters. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's enough going on that I think that. Probably if the zombies were too far off from zombies, it just, it, it would be too much. Yeah, people, it wouldn't be a zombie movie, which people still will see just because it's a zombie movie. <laughs> um, it, and it wouldn't be, I don't know, well, even the title, like, nobody would think that's, people would think that's like a, a story about, like, a fantasy, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously sort of a, a reference to, like, Pandora. Yeah, it, it's 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 very mythic um when this is and and this i would say it probably has a very mythic ending um but the the way i sort of see the title explaining the um the movie it's not necessarily that she is kind of super super strong or like can kill people because she's half zombie but because she's just like smart and (laughs) a good person and, and that sort of thing well i like that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really. Yeah, good. I would recommend it. I wouldn't like demand everybody watch it, but I would recommend it. It's a good movie. Sounds like it. Oh, any other uh, things you wanna? Bring I don't know up? what. You, so you you said your favorite zombie movie, and mine was. I, I. It's always funny how you can't think of all the ones you've seen when yeah. you talk about them. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's Shaun of the Dead, which is great. Every and everybody loves it. Everybody um, loves it, and and it's, it's not my favorite anymore, so. only because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I love and, the whole Cornetto trilogy, though. And I think Hot Fuzz is like better. Um, Honestly, I think The World's End is the best. See, I I couldn't get into that one for some reason. I I enjoyed what I I, I don't know. It just didn't click. But I love it. Hot Fuzz, I like watched in the middle of the night with my sister when we were like too young to see it. So <laughs> that's special, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, where do you think? I mean, do you think there's anywhere left to go? Like, <laughs> you know, we well, started. I think the out... only place to go is to make them unrecognizable. Is to go, to go so full far Twilight, that... and it's just not well, even... not necessarily in that direction. <laughs> but like you know, it's just like I would say, whole... Warm Bodies is already close enough to that sort of, you know, love I, love conquers all. I was all. shocked at how much I yeah, loved that movie. movie. Like I did not expect to like it, and I loved it. But Nick Holt is way too cute. All right, well we've been chatting for a while. Yeah, I'm sure we got enough. So and I can... way off topic. But yeah, that's well, you know, it's 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 bonus that's how we content. Do. Yeah, there we go. And shorter's not always not always worse, just because. No, we honestly we've been going. Too... Last time was pretty long. We've been going too long. Yeah. I did though. Okay, so I I got I had one of my coworkers from Target uh, say that he was uh, him and some friends were Twitter stalking people they know, and he found our podcast through it, and he listened to a couple episodes, and he said, "Keep it up." person who enjoyed it they listened and liked it <laughs> right and then i also have when i was of at the their bachelor... own volition no less right? not like hey here listen to my thing like you just found it and listened to it right? oh my god <laughs> Thanks, and then also buddy. 
<laughs> Shout out to Dio. Um, Yo. and, <laughs> and then also, uh, one of my friends for, for the bachelorette party, the, the bachelorette, um, she, Said she watched, she listens to every episode. So shout out oh, to Jamie. Jamie, thank you. We love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's list. I knew somebody had to be listening. You're getting a couple of views on YouTube. Right. Somebody's- and I don't watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's not anybody who lives with me or is my loved one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, for me, it's just like if I really need to listen through and, and, and stuff I can I can do it but it's not fun to listen to a conversation you already had and hear your voice you know Well and I listen to it about 3 times over while I'm editing well, it yeah, so it's not like I'm going to so... sit down and like play the damn thing on the, you know <laughs> But you all <laughs> I should. listen to it Yes no it's great <laughs> but I listen to it enough <laughs> Listen to us so we don't have to <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. That's our new sign-off now. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of which, I think we might as well say goodbye. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on YouTube if you absolutely love us and like the videos if you only kind of like us. Also, we have a Twitter at LitMeritPod, so follow us on there. And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, no No guilty guilty pleasures. pleasures.